of the Authentic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm very excited to chat on this topic. Um, if you've been following for a while, I mean, probably from the start, I just went back to my old episodes, and I have one about me coming off of hormonal birth control. Um, I mean, it's been a year and a half, maybe. Wait, when did I get off? 2021? No, oh my gosh, maybe it's been two years. Honestly, I need to look back. Um, I think I got off of it in 2021. Oh my gosh, it has been longer than I was expecting. Okay, anyways, I do have an old podcast um, about why I decided to stop. Oh, I got my IUD out um, and I just didn't want any other form. So if you're interested in that, um, go check that out. And no, we were not trying. Um, We still are not trying to conceive and I am not pregnant. So um, just know that natural family planning is absolutely possible. And I get a lot of questions and comments from women just saying that they are terrified to get their hormonal birth control either out, um, stop taking it, all of these things, but they're having really bad side effects. Um, but they would rather have those side effects than, you know, the alternative they're not ready um, for a child. So I wanted to do this topic because I had someone message me just, you know, saying I'm interested in, you know, stopping it, but we're not ready, you know, all the things, but I, you know, don't know how to track it. Um, I don't know, you know, where to start. So this topic today is going to be all about just kind of learning your cycle, learning how to track, um, what to look for, whether you are trying to conceive, we can talk through that, or whether you are trying to avoid it. Um, both of these are um, useful, just knowing your cycle and having a cycle and going through you know, the period, the ovulation, the shifts in hormones is extremely healthy for women. And so just want to say I am not anti or I'm not super against hormonal birth control. I think um, I'm just pro-information. And once you have the information, you are absolutely, obviously, um, capable of making your own decisions. It's your body and it's your life. And I will support you um, in either either way. But I'm here to say you absolutely can prevent pregnancy if you know you know, what you're looking for and learning your body. So I'm just all for um, knowing your own body and supporting it the best we can. So this topic will be about being off of hormonal birth control and how to um, support your body after. So we're just going to jump right in. Also, part of why I wanted to do this topic is because I finally got the aura ring and I'm only, I got it on Saturday, Saturday, so like three, four days in. Um, and I really, really like it so far. I'm already used to wearing it. Um, it has picked up my, um, morning temperature, my basal temperature every single morning. And just the accuracy of it I've been reading is fantastic. Um, so that's one thing we'll talk, we'll, oh my goodness, we will talk about is um, like temperature tracking and things like that and the importance of it. But I have really enjoyed the Aura Ring. Um, my Apple Watch also has the temperature, but I don't know. I just, I wasn't finding it to be super accurate and it's on your wrist and A, I didn't like sleeping in it anyways. Um, 
but it's on your wrist and it just wasn't sinking right. I don't know. I just, I don't think I would trust it enough to 100% like solely rely on that for, um, ovulation tracking. So the aura ring has a very specific, um, like period tracker and ovulation tracker. And also the aura ring syncs to the app natural cycles, which is what we'll talk about. Um, natural cycles is just the one I've used for a while. Um, and it's, I mean, it's the one I recommend, but that does not mean that there aren't other, um, other apps that you can use. There absolutely are. But the Aura Ring specifically links to natural cycles, which I think is really cool. Um, it automatically sends your temperature. So anyways, I'm already jumping conclusions or jumping into <laughs> point number two. Um, so yeah, I got the ring. And so it just makes me even more interested to talk about it. So anyways, let's just jump off. Am I okay? What am I saying? Let me start off by just talking about cycles in general. And especially if you're used to taking a hormonal birth control, even if you have a bleed, it's not a real period. It's just a withdrawal bleed. Um, and then of course you're not ovulating, obviously that's the point of it. Um, so when you get off of it, I don't, I don't want to 100% jump into post birth control syndrome. I think I talked about that on my other podcast or I can do a whole topic on that. But basically, if you are experiencing symptoms um, after you get your hormonal birth control out, don't let someone go tell you that the hormonal birth control was helping you. It was fixing your problems. You should get back on it because the reason your body is having bad symptoms is because now your body is having to naturally produce hormones again when it just basically had synthetic hormones or, you know, when you're taking hormonal birth control, you're basically tricking your brain and your ovaries to not go through a, you know, a normal cycle, um, through the rise and falls of hormones, ovulation, all of that. So a, give yourself some grace. Um, that may look like acne that may look like really heavy, bad periods. Unfortunately, um, there are ways to support that. Not unfortunately, unfortunately, comma, um, Sometimes that just happens. There are things that we can do to support getting your hormonal birth control out. And that, again, is another topic. Um, but sometimes you just have to get through that and allow your body to get back to that kind of natural state, that homeostasis state of hormones. Um, so, again, just don't let someone tell you that the hormonal birth control was fixing whatever these issues are because it just masks them. Um, so these is issues are coming to the surface because you no longer have that um, blockage, I guess you could say, between your brain and your ovaries um, or just hormones pr production in general. So if you're having symptoms, just know it's not forever and there are ways to help that. And that is where we could come in. We could work together to um, kind of balance out those hormones. So when you are not on hormonal birth control, a regular cycle is roughly 28 days. And I know that's a very, you know, that number's thrown out there really as long as they're regular. So it doesn't really matter if they're closer to say 21 days or if they're a little bit longer, like 35 days, that the length doesn't matter as much as consistency. So if you're naturally around that 35 day in between the start of each period, that's okay. We're looking for more consistency, but Roughly just for research and just for, you know, the point of conversation, average is about 28 days. So about that four week mark. Um, 
day one, so if you're tracking your cycle, day one is going to be the very first day of your period. So first day of bleeding is going to be counted as day one. Um, ovulation usually happens that midway mark. So anywhere around day 14, I have seen clients when we do um, the hormone testing, I've seen them ovulate closer to day nine. And I've also seen them ovulate late. And I've also seen someone ovulate twice, which I don't know if that was just, you know, the month that we tested. Obviously we don't know that because, um, we just tested for the one month, of course, Um, I did read some research this morning that even if you ovulate multiple times throughout the month, that may not mean that you're fertile. So definitely need to research more into that because I didn't know that people could really ovulate multiple times until I had that client ovulate twice. And I called up the doctors on the team, um, of the hormone test. I was like, what the heck is this? Is she ovulating twice? And they're like, yeah. Um, so anyways, just know that. The goal of tracking your cycle, whether you're trying to conceive or trying to prevent, is finding out your ovulation. Um, So roughly happens that midway mark doesn't mean that you can't ovulate before or after. Also, I want to note, just because you have a period and you are bleeding does not mean you ovulate. And then vice versa, just because you do not have a cycle, do not have a period, doesn't mean your body's not ovulating. So some people will say like, oh, I haven't got my period back, Um, whether that's postpartum, um, getting off of hormonal birth control, um, having an an ovulatory cycle um, is common, but also some women think just because they're not bleeding, they can't get pregnant, and that's false. You can ovulate without having a period. So just note that. My number one recommendation until you figure out your cycle and catch ovulation and really learn what's going on, I would recommend using a barrier method of protection Um, because until you find that ovulation day, it may be there and you just haven't caught it yet. Um, So yeah, just use a barrier method. Want to start there. Um, Okay, so how to track. We'll jump into there. So Um, estrogen and progesterone will be both be pretty low in the beginning and then you'll see a surge of estrogen and then estrogen will drop off and then you see a a surge of progesterone um, around that ovulation and then after ovulation and then if um, conception wasn't there you know if the egg wasn't fertilized progesterone and estrogen will both drop off again Um, so tracking that you know the highs and lows and then finding that ovulation is important so how the heck do you do that Lacey let's jump into that um so like I said I use the app natural cycles I just have really enjoyed that app it's very easy to use and then now that I have the aura ring um it automatically syncing with that has been absolutely fantastic but when you get natural cycles they will send you a thermometer um you do not have to have a watch a a an aura ring or anything, because I know they are expensive. So I don't want you to think that this is the only way you can do it. Um, they will send you a thermometer when you sign up for their app. It's important that you get a thermometer that goes to two decimal points. So it should say like 97.63, not just 97.6. Um, you, you really need those two decimal points for ovulation tracking. Um, but with the temperature, so if you are using a thermometer, have it on the side of your bed and right when your alarm goes off, even if you're a snoozer and you lay in bed a little bit like me, 
Um, you really need to take your temperature under the tongue right when your eyeballs open, basically. Like when that alarm goes off and you know you're awake, whether you're physically, you know, mentally awake, um, take your temperature right away. And the natural cycles temperature um, or thermometer does save your temperature. So I remember when I was doing that method, um, I would basically have my eyes closed. I would just reach over, stick it in my mouth, wait for it to beep, and then I would set it back on the um, table on my side table. So then you can go back later in the day and then look at that temperature um, and then and put it into your app. So the importance with the temperature is your temperature um, will see a very distinctive increase um, right before that ovulation. Okay. So that shift of hormones, that egg being released, your temperature will rise. And so if you're looking at a graph, you should see, um, I mean, you'll see like a little variance in temperature. Like yesterday I was like 96.8 and this morning, I think I was like 97.3 something. I don't know. Um, but ovulation will be a distinct, like, I think I hit 98 point something, um, last time I caught ovulation. So, um, you will see a distinct increase, but the app will help you with that. So all you have to do is input your temperature. And then there are also, also oh my gosh, there are also other markers. So you can put um, like sex drive, irritability, um, cervical mucus, which we'll talk about in a second, um, energy, you know, all of these things you can put in there because that also helps determine ovulation. Like, um, like irritability might be up a little bit because the drastic surge and drop of estrogen and then to progesterone can actually cause irritability. So that's another thing you can look for. And as you start to learn your cycle, like I know some, um, like if I have a day where I just am like on edge and I don't know what's going on and I get really frustrated. And then I go to like my like cycle app or my tracking app and then you know, it could be like right around ovulation. I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Like maybe I need to have a little bit lighter work day or maybe go for an outdoor walk instead of a heavy lift. Like just learning your cycle like that can a really help with fights, um, <laughs> but also uh, help you like support your body, maybe determine which workouts to do, things like that. So um, temperature is going to be most important. I mean, that's huge. So number one, start tracking your temperature. Um, putting it in an app to help you with that. Um, you can also do LH test strips or just ovulation kits in general, um, especially if you have a good idea or like you're starting to pinpoint. I would just get some ovulation kits because then it will say positive or negative. But what the LH test does is the luteinizing hormone is a hormone that spikes just before ovulation. So I would start tracking about 18 days before your next period um, if you have a somewhat regular cycle, or if you don't have a regular cycle, I would just start testing every single day. Um, you can get really big boxes of these little, they're just little pea strips. They're very tiny um, on Amazon for super, super cheap. Okay, hang on. I need a glass of water. <sighs> little ASMR. Okay. Um, so this hormone will spike right before ovulation. So this is a good time to um, like start to catch it. Also, this will start your uh, fertile window. So whether you are trying to conceive or not to conceive, do with that information what you will. Um, but peak fertility is that first sign of your LH positive test. It doesn't have to be your most your most positive, your most pin, um, your most 
once you see the LH strip, you'll get what I'm saying, but there's two lines and one of them will be significantly darker. Um, and so you can have positive test strips without being the most positive, if that makes sense. It's just, it detects LH in your urine, um, this hormone. So your first sign of a positive test could be about two days before your ovulation. Um, and then ovulation is about like 12 to 48 hours after that LH surge. So um, knowing this surge is super important because it tells you kind of your your fertile window, right? Um, and then you can put these into the app as well, and then that will help the algorithm know your ovulation. Because eventually, once you start catching some of these things and start um, putting all of this information, is that algorithm and the app will start to tell you. Um, oops, sorry, I need to turn my phone off. Um, will tell you your green days versus your red days. So red days, use protection. Um, if like in the app I have that we're obviously not trying to conceive. So minor red days, but you can switch it to trying to conceive versus, you know, not. But, um, and then green days are your days that you don't need to use extra protection. Um, so LH test, super important. So, so far we've talked about temperature. Um, next is your LH test strips. Um, so start taking those. And then um, next you can start looking for discharge. So you can also put all of this into the app and it will have like descriptive words like egg white, thicker, sticky. I don't know if that's uncomfortable for all of you guys listening. If you're listening to this, probably not because we talk about this stuff. Um, But this also gives you a really good idea too. So if it's more of like your egg white, um, this is when you're going to be most fertile because this helps the sperm get to the egg and then stick, basically. Um, if it's thicker and more like almost like a cooked egg white, um, I'm not going to be able to eat eggs anymore. Um, that means you are not ovulating. Okay. Um, so we're really looking for kind of that more like egg white um, consistency. Again, you can put this into the app and that just adds to the information. And then also for ovulation, if you can start learning your body and picking up signs of not feeling 100%, you'll be able to detect ovulation because you'll be able to feel a pain in one of the sides of your abdomen. Um, So you'll actually be able to tell which side your egg is coming from. I did read some research that not every female has this sensation. Um, I like distinctly remember one morning I woke up and I had, it literally felt like someone was stabbing me just in the right side of my abdomen, like, you know, where my ovaries are, Um, ovary, I guess I should say, and then it went away. And so once I read that, I was like, holy moly, that's exactly what was happening. Like it didn't last for long, but it was like a distinct but that doesn't mean I feel that every single month. Um, so just because you don't feel this, again, doesn't mean it's not happening. But if you do feel a distinct kind of like um, like a surge or a pain on one side, that is the side that's releasing the egg, which I think is kind of cool. Um, okay, so that's mostly how you track. And I know this may seem like a lot up, like at the beginning, um, but the more you do it, and again, the more the algorithm learns you, it's actually pretty easy to detect um, ovulation. So, okay, let's talk about ovulation for a second and just why it's so important. 
So again, I want to say I'm not against hormonal birth control. I just want to share all the facts. So hormonal birth control does not let our bodies ovulate, right? But ovulation is very, very important for women's health. Um, There is research that shows that 30 to 40 years of ovulation is really, really healthy for females um, to prevent osteoporosis, stroke, dementia, heart disease, breast cancer, just to name a few. Um, And every time we ovulate, like every single month, it's almost like putting money in a bank account and saving it. Um, It just, it really benefits women's health long-term. Also, if you are not on hormonal birth control and you are not ovulating, so let's say you start tracking you can't find it or you're not ovulating, like you figure out you're not ovulating, that is a red flag. Um, You should ovulate every single month, of course, if you're not on hormonal birth control. Um, So if you are not, that is a huge, huge red flag. Message me. We can can talk about um, how to get there and how to support it. Um, So again, not against it, but if if you are only taking a hormonal birth control to prevent pregnancy, there are other options just because of how important ovulation is for women's health, okay? Um, it really does help our bodies. Um, okay, so that's about ovulation. Okay, so let's talk about what does that mean? Um, like if you are trying to family plan, whether you are trying to get pregnant or not. So if you are trying to get pregnant, having um, – sex or intercourse about two days before ovulation and then also the day of significantly increases your chances if you like have sex multiple times a day or every single day that could actually decrease the I guess you could say potency or strength of the sperm Um, so like every other day and especially if you can't find your ovulation every other day or every like two to three days could be beneficial for ovulation because Um, sperm can actually live in our um, reproductive tract for five days. Doesn't mean it always happens, but they can. Um, So even if you have sex a few days before ovulation, that sperm could still be there when the egg is dropped. Um, So then flip side, if you are trying not to conceive, that is something to note. Um, So just because you find your ovulation doesn't mean that you can have, you know, unprotected sex every other day of the month. Again, sperm can live within our reproductive tract for about five days. So if our ovulation in our egg drops and you could potentially fertilize that egg up to 48 hours, um, I would definitely recommend using a barrier method, you know, at least five days before and I would say a day or two after as well um, just to be safe. that. Um, but yeah, that's basically how you track it. Um, and if you are thinking about getting off of hormonal birth control and want to message me, um, we can kind of chat through that. But once you get off of it, it's really not, um, it's not too bad. It's not too hard. Um, be, like I said, give yourself some grace. It's very, very, very common for a female off of hormonal birth control to not have a regular cycle, to not ovulate, just to have things a little wonky. Um, but no, it's not like that forever. And getting to that healthy side of hormonal um, just balance and just allowing your body to naturally work how it should is so, 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 so worth it. 
I don't have any period symptoms anymore. I don't really struggle with any hormonal um, issues or anything, but I've I've also been off of hormonal birth control for, you know, two plus years or whatever I said. Um, so not saying it takes that long because I've, I've had some, um, really positive effects since being off of it. But anyways, um, I hope that was helpful and gives you a few, um, tips and tricks. Um, I would definitely start with getting an app and then getting a temperature or, oh my goodness, getting a thermometer and just start plugging those temp temperatures in and then seeing, um, how it goes. So anyways, I hope this was helpful and just sharing a little information about how, you know, our bodies are absolutely incredible and you are capable, um, of, of supporting it. And yeah, either way, um, I hope that was helpful and I hope you guys learned something. And if you have any questions, please let me know. And if you have any topics you want me to cover, um, message me and I, I'll jump on those. So I hope y'all have such a beautiful day wherever you are, whatever you're doing today. And until the next podcast, bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means more than you know. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a kind review, subscribe to this podcast, as well as share this on your social media with a screenshot. I am blessed to have this opportunity to connect with individuals like you and hopefully bring you some happiness today. You are the reason authentic health is possible. I value all of you so much. If you'd like to get to know me a little bit more, you can find me on Instagram at Lacey underscore Authentic Health, as well as my website listed in the description below. So thank you again. And until the next episode, let's chase our best selves and make it a great day.